Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The art history base. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Natalie. And we are the Art History Babes. And it is 2022. We made it this, the year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> Corey, Corey's into God lately, guys. <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to start, start right in it. It's true. My, uh, my background on my computer right now is just a painting of God. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Just I just saw it the other night and I liked it and I showed it to Jen yesterday and she thought it was very funny. <laughs> I mean, it is just yep. yeah, yeah, very funny. I, I mean, is is it sincere? Is it a joke? Who's to say? I'm gonna let it remain a mystery. Corey's not even sure. I'm yeah. I honestly am <laughs> not sure, guys. I really don't know at this point in my life. Here for it either way. Live your truth. Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> Explore your curiosities. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just She's Christian curious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can be Christian curious when you grew up Catholic. I don't think it works. That way. Really? Like I, I think the I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm uh, reverting to Christianity necessarily. I'm just in a place of exploration with the concept of god and the symbols that were learned in christianity i guess is the best way i would describe it it's a lot wordier than christian curious <laughs> <laughs> like to me the phrase christian curious like that suggests to me it's like something you don't know much about and you're looking into mm. and like i grew up with christianity so i do yeah. know a lot about no, it no, no no totally <laughs> I, get, I get what you're saying like curious can come off with like the idea of you being naive about it yeah or or just it's something yeah. you don't know a lot about so you're exploring it you know and it's like that's not really the situation yeah but so it's like being never mind this is a really hard conversation <laughs> to have without saying something like that feels offensive <laughs> yeah it's true it's true um but yeah anyways um yeah, having having fun with Christian symbols. That's <laughs> cool. It just cool. sounds like it deserves some finger guns. <laughs> Super cool. Um, yeah. What's what's new with you, Natalie? <laughs> I don't know. I'm supposed to follow that up. Um, but I don't know. What is new with me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I have a lot new to report, guys. Life is good. Um, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Corey is back in California, so that is good for us, good for business, good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I mean, we could kind of start there. We're recording from the same couch right yeah. now. Yeah. Can you, can you hear it? Can you feel it? Can you, <laughs> can you feel the energy? We are like, we are in the same room. 
And um, yeah, it's very exciting to be to be back into this world of recording. Um, a little, a little overwhelming at first. Like I straight up forgot like how to hook up the mixer and stuff. Like I have no memory of how to hook up a lot of our it's audio true. stuff because we've been just recording via Zoom for so long yeah. at this point. So yeah, uh, definitely marks a shift. We, we've got a shift going on. Mm-hmm. That should be the name of this episode. We got a shift going on. <laughs> feeling shifty. We are feeling shifty. For the sure. 2022 schism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're workshopping the title. Yes. It'll probably just be the original one. But yeah, no, it's very good to be back doing this. I think I've had, you know, the realization that had we done grad school in this climate we wouldn't have a podcast probably not probably not like we would not have formed the relationships that led to podcasting there's just no way yeah who i mean who's to say that's true it definitely uh, definitely would not have gone the same way for sure it's hard to imagine yeah exactly it is hard to imagine because this podcast did arise very organically out of just us spending time together in the same place and like yeah it's 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 hard to imagine its genesis being zoom calls you know but but who knows really Mm -hmm. who knows um but yeah it i don't know it feels it feels good to get back to our roots Mm -hmm. which is kind of what we're going to be talking about in this episode um how we're we're planning on kind of returning to or simplifying down, simplifying and going back to kind of what our approach was more in the beginning, but obviously, obviously still new because we're always growing and changing and evolving. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, trying to just like simplify and, and get back to the basics, you know, all of that. Before we dive into that, I feel like we need to talk about one very exciting thing that we do have coming up in the Art History Babes universe that we want to talk about and encourage you all to check out. And that is our upcoming Mexico trip. We're going to Mexico. Have you heard? Did you know? Because we're excited about it. We are. All four of us are hosting a trip with a an agency, a Trova Trip. They have done a lot of trips like this. They work with a lot of different creators, influencers, um, just people to create these custom trips that, depending on your interests and and uh, places you're looking to go, essentially like group travel. It it's creating a group travel experience. And so we've been working with Tr- Trova Trip, and we designed a trip to Mexico City and Oaxaca and it's coming up in a few months we 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 still got a few months out Mm -hmm. but we're super excited we're so stoked uh for all the people that have signed up we're so excited to meet y'all and hang out and explore um we really have a really solid group so far but there are still several spots left and uh you know, we want to fill it up. Let's fill her up. Yeah. If you're, you know, craving a little vacation, you need to get away, you need to travel, now's your opportunity. Come hang out with us. Come see Frida's house with us. Come taste some amazing food. Um, not only is our trip going to be focused on art, but we're also going to have a really big emphasis on food and eating which we also love. Yeah, not so. only eating, but also cooking. We're yeah. going to do a farm-to-table cooking class at one point. And also not only looking at art, but making art. We're going to do some like hands-on art-making experiences as well. So it's going to be, yeah, just a food and art extravaganza. And I personally just really love opportunities like this to travel to new places in groups Um, I've only done it a few times, but like some of my favorite travel experiences have been in these kind of group travel situations because it's really nice because you just you pay for the trip and then you have everything kind of 
just planned out for you. You know, you have all your activities and how you get around where you're staying is all taken care of. And so it really takes a lot of the stress out of traveling. You really just have to like show up, you know, you have to get on the plane. And in my opinion, is a really, really wonderful way to travel because you really get to just like soak it up and enjoy it and and see a lot more that way too, I think. Yeah. Group travel, man. It's great. Plus you'll be traveling with us. So yeah. That's well, fun. Not to toot our own horns, but <laughs> we're fun to travel with. It's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> we're right. just fun people and uh we it. we like to travel and we like to have a good time so we're very excited about this trip it, it's definitely gonna be a lot of fun and yeah if you want to to check it out to learn more to see the full itinerary everything we're going to be doing we will have that link for you in the show notes. As we said, it's on the Trova Trip website. You can also find a link on our website, arthistorybabes.com. There's links on our Instagram at Art History Babes Podcast. So lots of ways to get to it. But yes, the link will be in the show notes for you. And you can see everything that's going to be included with the trip and all that good stuff and, and get yourself signed up. Sign up. Come see Mexico with us and it'll be great. It'll be great, guys. Um, other things. We've got other exciting things to talk about. It's been a minute. So yeah. um, so many exciting things. Speaking yes. of exciting things, I have a little I have a little lighthouse calendar. Oh, tiny <laughs> calendars. Did you know about this, Corey? Did you know that tiny calendars are a thing now? No. <laughs> <laughs> we uh is that our our tiny calendars hot i, I'm I mean just excited about my lighthouse calendar it's, it's a very niche reference but uh we talked about tiny calendars on our most recent book club zoom because oh. Ginny was talking about her tiny calendar that she's very excited about that she very much likes and then we were just getting into how not only are they very cute and easy to love for that reason but additionally you can only fit like one thing a day which that's true we love that because we don't want people to feel overwhelmed by productivity demands or girl know. boss rhetoric Oof. <laughs> yeah it's it's rampant and it's exhausting and so the idea of having to narrow down a day to like one important thing mm -hmm. It's just great. Yeah. No, I like that. I, yeah, I, I like that approach. So I, to be fair, I have, I have the tiny lighthouse calendar, but it was part of a pack with a full-sized lighthouse calendar mm. as well. So I have the full-sized lighthouse calendar hanging up in my room mm -hmm. right now, but I have the tiny one that I can just carry around with me. And it's fun because it's like. It is fun. It's better than, it's way better than a planner. Yeah. <laughs> Can you describe way, it for the listeners? Yeah, it's, it's like a normal 12-month calendar, mm -hmm. like, you know, that like lifts from the bottom and like you have like a picture mm -hmm. and then the count, you know, the month calendar below it. It's, it's the exact same setup. Only yeah. It's just small. Like it's just teeny tiny. And each, each month there is a different a different picture of a lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I love it. I got at the Dollar Tree. Like it was, it was a total find. Um, yeah. I mean, this is pretty great. Ooh, March. <laughs> All right. That's like out of Narnia. And I just, I love a lighthouse. I fucking love a lighthouse. Yeah, no, good find. Because without even knowing it, you intuit it that. It is the year of tiny calendars. Yeah, I did. See, we're on we're on the same wavelength, mm -hmm. 100. Um, back on it, guys. Back we're back. It. So, I guess just uh, catching you all up with where we are in life, what we've been up to, mm -hmm. and what we want to do moving forward with all of this with art history, babes. Should we? What should we do first, Nat? Should we talk about what we've been up to or should we talk about Patreon? You choose. Oh. <laughs> Let's 
Let's continue storytelling. Okay, storytelling. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, catch the people up. Um, the last six months of my life. Um, <laughs> Buckle up, guys. Uh, so I was. Some of you may know some, you know, some of the uh, patrons and and people that are very tuned in to the uh, art history baby universe. I was on a mountain for several months. I bartended on a mountain. I lived on a mountain. I loved the mountain. Um. <laughs> She's a mountain woman now. <laughs> she came back with a piece of the mountain inside of her. Yep. Um, it's, I mean, honestly, my favorite, favorite place in the world is the Black Hills of, the, of South Dakota and has been for a very, very long time. It's a very, very special place to me. And I've worked out there several summers and I just love it with my whole heart. And I uh, was sick of being super quarantined and also sick of having no income, basically, <laughs> and uh, needed to do something. So this summer I went back and bartended at this resort that I've worked at and had a wonderful experience and it's also interesting though because like i had such a an important necessary shift happen while i was living out there at the same time i had basically no internet which is an interesting thing to contend with you know realizing how happy i was with no internet yeah um and like very like I'm not exaggerating. It was very, very rough. Um, even making phone calls was very hard. Like, very bad internet. Remember um, that one time we tried to record an ad? Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't work. One um, and done, guys. It was very clear quickly. Yeah. And not having that relationship with the internet where I could just, like, pick up my phone and scroll and do whatever was very revitalizing for me and also created like a critical distance for me that like I'm very grateful for. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it, and this is not to say in any way that like, I'm like anti-internet or like <laughs> Corey went to the mountains and now she hates the internet. <laughs> That's going to yep. be the, uh, subheading yeah. of this episode. Yep. There it is. Uh, um, that's pretty much it. No, <laughs> not at all. But I will say that it, it just kind of changed my perspective and shifted some of my priorities and, um, yeah, just was like a very life giving experience for me. So what I will say while I am in by no means anti-internet, if you are someone who is feeling intuitively that maybe you're having um, mental health issues connected to the internet, go to a mountain. <laughs> Corey is prescribing you mountain therapy. She invented it. Um, she made it up and she perfected it. So, yep. um, And I mean that literally or metaphorically. I think... For some people, myself being one of them, just taking a, a real break from the internet and stepping away from it and kind of living your life as distant from it as you can for a while is is good, is good for the brain. And it's something to consider, you know, if that resonates with you. But that that's what happened to me. That was my situation. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Definitely came off the mountain recognizing that we have to just simplify what we're doing and cut it way back in order to, one, continue it and to like continue it in a way in which we can like lead healthy full lives mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> where I mean, we're taking care of ourselves and our needs are met uh, in a lot of arenas. Um, it just the push, like trying to push, push, push this thing is not the answer for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. So thank the mountain for that. Um, <laughs> we tried rolling the stone up the mountain <laughs> and we just got smashed too many times, guys. Yep, yeah. We're tired. Um, so we were going simple. Yeah. We're simple. In the best way possible. Before we get into that, though, other stories, just some fun art anecdotes. So after I was out in uh the hills for a while um did some traveling i ended up in texas for like almost a month i was just like hanging out down there and it was great spent a lot of time in austin love austin shouts out austin what a great great town uh really loved it there a lot also hit up the dallas museum of art there was a cool ab x exhibition going on that I really enjoyed because it presented abstract expressionism from a like multicultural lens, which is nice because Abex is so tied up in like American identity and it's always taught that way. But like abstract expressionism as a style is so big, it's silly to to uh, pigeonhole it as like this like American thing like it makes no sense when you like (laughs) Um, so it was nice to see a really expansive exhibition on ABX and it was early ABX yeah uh, from from a lot of different perspectives and seeing it all in one space was it was it was a good exhibition it was enjoyable and that was Dallas yeah that was Dallas all right Dallas Um, I also had another like personal moment like art shift moment though when i was in dallas because like i did really enjoy that exhibition i you know i liked the dallas museum of art it's a lovely museum like it was great um but i also had a moment when i was like walking around the museum that i felt very just like and this also comes from the fact that i've i've been to a lot of museums (laughs) like you know been doing this for a while been to a lot of exhibitions been to a lot of museums in a lot of cities and like I just kind of had this moment in walking around the like Dallas Museum of Art where I just felt like you know it's kind of just being being over the established big city art museum Mm -hmm. vibe they're all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the white cube-esque presentation, mm-hmm. even the way the historical stuff is presented, you know, like you have the different areas of the museum yeah. that are dedicated to a certain time period. Yeah, there's and- a uniformity to it that we expect, but also guess boring yeah. at a certain point yeah, yeah it yeah. does and and don't get me wrong you know this is going to be different for all people like when i think back to maybe one of my first times walking into a museum like that so exciting absolutely loved it yeah, you know yeah, yeah but when every big city in the united states kind of has the same big art museum that does things pretty much the same yeah it gets kind of just like, okay, we're doing this again. And then they bleed together in your memory. Yep, totally. And so 
I had a moment in Dallas when I was enjoying the museum, but like at the same time, just being like, I feel like I've just, I, I feel like I was just at this museum only it was in Minneapolis or I was just at this mu- museum in Chicago or whatever, you know, and I was a little like bored by it. And then after the museum, we went out to this park that was like right across the street. And I think it was like a Saturday night and they had like all sorts of food trucks and it was beautiful weather and like people were everywhere. It was just a really hopping park night, you know, in yeah. the middle of the city. And we're walking around and there was this beautiful, super interesting like art installation that was built out of like um like a truck mm-hmm. and and it was super multimedia and it represented people living their lives and it basically was depicting like a low income lifestyle of like a family you mm-hmm. know so it was kind of like this it was a repurposed truck that was turned into this like multimedia art installation mm-hmm. and you like look inside and you know there there is like a like a cutout of of a woman and there was also at one point like a cutout of an older man and it just kind of expresses like the day-to-day lifestyle of these people and mm-hmm. it's super intricate there's just all kinds of different elements to it it's hard to explain i have like images that i might put on instagram or something to go along Mm -hmm. with this so you guys know what i'm talking about but it was outside like in the park Mm -hmm. set up as part of some arts initiative type situation and i was just obsessed with it like i i got so excited the second i saw it and Mm -hmm. i was just like super into it and we walked back or like passed it a couple times and every like I just got so excited like I couldn't stop talking about it and I took a bunch of videos of it and I was like this is so cool like it was just this really dynamic art piece that it was emotional and it was moving and it felt real and it felt like it represented real people and it it represented something very human Mm -hmm. and it straight up like no doubt in my mind it just like excited me so much more than anything i saw yeah. in the museum well and it sounds like such a less sterile environment 100 have an experience with art where you you don't feel as restricted by you know the i mean literal physicality of a museum like you there are security guards mm-hmm. there are signs there are you kind of i mean i'd say we feel pretty comfortable in museums as far as people go like we've spent a good amount of time and then Mm -hmm. we know i don't know we know our shit and still i feel a little restricted it's an institution it's an institution with institutional values and in and rules like unspoken and spoken 100 there's yeah there's a lot to think about so it's its own specific little niche culture you mm-hmm. know and yeah so is this but so much more liberating of like or like i guess a reflection of culture exactly and it was and it was so public and it was in this big public space that you know was full of all sorts of people and like it to me it just represented like what is exciting about art you know it's mm-hmm. like this reflection of of humanity in a place where humans are gathering and um, it just, it just like felt alive, you mm-hmm. know, in a way that I, I just don't feel in major museums very much anymore. And yeah. And it also speaks to just the importance of public art and not, and not just institutionally funded public art mm-hmm. but like real raw human public art mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah and it was just like you know i'm doing my best to like verbalize the experience but the best way to express it is in the art museum i felt i i was tired i didn't feel like super excited by much you know i there was definitely art that like i liked more than others and whatever but like it was another art experience and then out in the park like I felt instantly energized by mm-hmm. 
this multimedia artwork and it's that energy. Yeah, it just feels like where we're at now, that energy doesn't flow as freely in these big art institutions, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and in my personal experience. Mm-hmm. And that was just such a clear uh, moment of seeing that and feeling that, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a, a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it sounds like it. I like that a lot. And it also makes me think of like excitement in proximity because like not only were you physically closer to this art and like able to engage when, with it in a more, in a closer way, in a close way, but you also, when you see things like that, at least how I tend to think about it is like, we could do stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. anyone could make public art and especially when it comes to creativity with medium and using and repurposing things. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting. Like seeing art that feels like something that you could potentially do reach, be more involved with is a lot more energizing than feeling very distant from something. And there's a lot about museum art that feels unreachable and it's meant to feel that way they're trying to inflate it with a sense of importance um and not to say that most of the art artifacts in museums aren't just inherently important and cool and beautiful and interesting but there's also this added um like what's the word gravitas Yeah, yeah yeah and so to see art that is equally if not more exciting and also doesn't need that pedestal like literally and figuratively is cool yeah yeah um i don't know like i said it's it's all me kind of sharing personal shifts right now so at least for me it just marked a big shift in like what i'm really interested in um, like what kind of art I'm really interested in spending time with and like, and also what kind of spaces I guess I'm really mm-hmm. interested in spending time in too, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just recognizing what excites you. <laughs> and, um, I think that's, you know, the important takeaway is just because someone tells you something Im- is important, that doesn't really matter. Like yeah. listen to whether or not it actually excites you. And if, if big name art institutions, you know, still excite you, great. Like I, I've been there before too. Like it's just more of um, uh, recognizing that sometimes you shift away from something that used to be the most like exciting thing in the world mm-hmm. for you into like a new space of this is how I would like to experience art now. So yeah, just a, I guess a, a development there. And then my other big art experience, which I'm very excited to talk about, also in my time in Texas, ended up in a small town by the name of Marfa. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Marfa, Texas so much. So I I straight up knew nothing about Marfa. I was staying with friends of mine in Austin, and one of their friends had mentioned Marfa as just this, like, small arts town in southwest texas and i was planning my trip from austin out to california i was i had no intentions of going through marfa i was actually going to go more north but then heard about this town and i was like actually it's about the same time distance from where i was planning on going Mm -hmm. just a little bit different direction so it's like let's just do marfa And so me and and my friend who was traveling with me, yeah, we went from Austin to Marfa, Texas. And it is, I mean, it's kind of for me a little bit of like a dream because I adore, I love rural towns. Like I love weird rural towns. Um, I love rural communities. Like I'm... I'm a big fan. And I will admit when we were going to go to Marfa, like I I did not look into it at all. All I knew was that my friend's friend mentioned it was like this arts town. And I was like, great. And in my head, I was imagining kind of the typical like, like if a smaller community or a rural community is like an artsy place, a lot of times it's more of like a, free spirit vibe you know like hippie art like Mm -hmm. you know which 
very up my alley. You yeah. Know? Like that was the, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, it's going to be a weird artsy, like kind of hippie rural town mm-hmm. in Southwest Texas. Mm-hmm. Like that was what I was expecting because it's out in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. It is in the middle of nowhere. You were going to go get yourself some fairy art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some desert fairy, fairy art. art. 100%. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's going to be great. And, you know. Maybe some cool crystals. It'd be like a cool little stop on this trip across the country. Yeah. And then, like, we're getting there and, like, getting into town. We stayed at a hotel. And, like, the hotel, like... Nothing special about the, this hotel. My friend I traveled with said it reminded him of the hotel from Schitt's Creek. Like, it is that kind of off-the-road rural town motel. Nothing exciting about it. Season one or, like, season six? <laughs> like, I season mean. one. Like, Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Um, like, just a really basic hotel. And so we get into town and we, like stop by the hotel and then we're looking for somewhere to eat because it's late at night and he finds just like kind of one you know one of the only restaurants that's open and even just from what he read on google like it we were just expecting like a bar and grill type situation you know mm-hmm. um which is great like i'm i'm from the midwest i'm very used to that i was like yeah we're gonna go and like get a beer and a burger kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was even, it was funny too, because I was craving wine that night. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really, really would like a glass of wine. And mm-hmm. even like Zach was like, I don't know if this is going to be the kind of place that has wine. It's like, fine, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we get to the restaurant and it does have a very like bar and grilled kind of feel on the outside. But then you walk in and it's, yeah, there's just kind of like, weird interesting art like everywhere like art and little like knickknacks and like you know like yeah. i remember there being like little kind of like skeletony things like mm-hmm. skeleton knickknacks and like just like interesting stuff and right when we walk in there's a, a huge wall of wine like nice bottles of wine and i was like what is this place and then like we go and we sit down and yeah you just look around and it's just this weird um how many times can i use the word weird but it's just (laughs) this like amalgamation of like a lot of odd art pieces but with a little bit of like a small town bar and grill feel like it's the it's a mix of the two all right and then we like sit down and order and like and the food we ended up getting was not only delicious, but it was more like high end stuff. Like I ended up getting this pasta that had like capers and had like all kinds of like different vegetables. Like it was not vegetables, <laughs> it, but it wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, I, I it, it was not even like a bar and grill pasta. Like it was like yeah, almost fine dining yeah. type situation, and everything on the on the menu was kind of like that, and we were just like where are we like yeah. what is happening because everything in the town that as we were driving through just felt like super small rural town like yeah. every small rural town i've been through my whole life in iowa like it's just yeah. not you know the vibe of it it was not aligning and so it was like it was a an enigma it i was, was gonna say <laughs> marfa is an enigma yeah 100 it was an enigma it was like contradictory which is my fucking jam yeah like and so we're like eating this amazing meal and like super into the ambiance of this place. And yeah, and our server too was also very like artsy, like he was wearing like Keith Haring stuff and like very, and so that's how you know. (laughs) So we're sitting in the booth and I, I'm like, I need to like, I don't know what's going on with this place. I need to research this place. And so I start to look it up and like, there was an NPR article on Marfa and it was the secret arts haven in Texas or whatever. And then I'm like reading about it. And it's so interesting because this very, very small t- town is this unexpected arts hub, and there are tons of galleries, mm-hmm. like high-end art galleries, in a place that does in no way seems like it has anything close to the economy 
to sustain high-end arts galleries. I still don't understand how it works, honestly. But, like, there's a lot of them (laughs) in this, like, very small area. And I, yeah, so I'm reading this NPR article. And apparently, back in, like, the 80s, Donald Judd moved to Marfa. And this was after he had made it big as, like, Mr. Minimalism Mm -hmm. in New York. And... So, like, stereotypical, like, artist, uh, you know, he had to get away. He had to get away from New York. Mm-hmm. And so he retreated to... And brought New York to Marfa. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> he, like, retreated to this tiny town in Texas. I don't he know He was like, what- I'm tired of being a pretty big fish in a big pond. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be a huge fish in marfa like to some degree i i very much relate to you know it's that it's that scorpio need to disappear like i i get the desire she was just talking about how exhausting this is like (laughs) an hour and a half ago guys i i like i understand that incessant desire to kind of just like run away to a weird small town that nobody knows about Mm -hmm. like that's that's like something Mm -hmm, i very mm -hmm. i get and on a deep level and so i i get the sense that it was kind of something like that i don't know if he had connections to marfa he must have had some kind of connection to the place before moving there but anyways he ends up moving to marfa and it kind of becomes his little like safe haven you know he lives there and works there and then it gradually grew into a spot where like people would would come and sell art and there have been like festivals and yeah and then over time these galleries are opening up and and it just becomes this little like high-end arts hub that is still a super low-income rural town which is a complete like contradiction. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's so interesting and I I would be very curious to look more into the economy of the area yeah. and how it actually all works out because yeah, it, it it's just a very interesting place. I posted a bunch of photos while we were there and someone commented like this whole town is a liminal space and I was mm. like word 100% and that's what it felt like like 100% like yeah and I love it and I will probably live there at some point. <laughs> so TBD as to whether we do a Martha episode or we just do our next trip there. You guys want to come to Marfa with us? <laughs> I would be I would be really curious to see. I would love to go with you guys and see how you all react cuz yeah. it get a few airstreams. There there are some really cute just like hip camp spots and stuff yeah. and I know they do some kind of like festival that has to do with like myths. Like I I What? Yeah, I don't We must. Uh, we must. <laughs> I don't know. We'll circle back to this, guys. If y'all have more information on Marfa, any of you are like locals or or Texas locals. uh, Is it with an F? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Okay. M-A-R-F-A. Okay. Um, Hit us up. You know, I'm I'm definitely interested in more information. I loved my experience, even though it was literally, I think we were there less than 24 hours. Oh, also, I didn't even mention, there's like paranormal shit that goes on in Marfa. There is a centuries old paranormal phenomenon called the marfa lights wow and uh we saw them so like i so they're real so, <laughs> so they're real and we saw you them heard it here there's also there's an entire unsolved mysteries episode about them hmm. we went out we saw them and then we came back to the hotel and watched the unsolved mysteries episode as you do as you must um so yeah the marfa lights they're referenced a lot like there's a simpsons episode where they're referenced well then you know it's real exactly but it's been they've been reported since the 1800s the first known reporting of them was in the 1800s so it's it's an it's a super interesting phenomenon you can look that up so yeah it's basically it's like everything i love like (laughs) spooky paranormal shit art rural rural community no (laughs) like it's just and it's in the desert, and it's really cool, and I liked it a lot. So thank you, Marfa, for existing. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. Two thumbs up from Corey. Yep, loved it. So those were my big 
uh, recent art experiences before before I made my way back here and uh, now live in that NorCal life again. Yeah, she did the big road trip back to us. We summoned her and thank God. Because <laughs> thank thank the God on my computer background. Yeah. Because we yeah that one that's the one I'm envisioning. Um, yeah, because electronics and media are great when we need them, but shit's exhausting and sometimes you just want to hang out with your friends so yeah it's so true I, I think that's a good a good way to sum up the energy we're we're coming at all this with sometimes yeah. you just want to hang out with your friends yeah you gotta remember why you got into something in the first place and that is literally it for us we just wanted to hang out with our friends and talk about art so here we are back to basics um should we take a little break before we come back and talk about exciting new things? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye for now. <laughs> but come back, though. <laughs> Don't go away forever. <laughs> There's more. Hello. Hi. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that message from our sponsors. We love them. We appreciate them. That we do. You know who else we appreciate? Who? Patrons. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> that was good. I don't know why I didn't think that was where you were going. I was like, I got gotcha. you. I know. Like, What's she going to say? But that was good. That was a good segue. So, yeah, we've kind of been just talking about how we're shifting things, how we're going to simplify things. And I think that where we're at right now with the art history babes universe and how we're going to approach it moving forward in a way that, you know, is going to um, not make us miserable. <laughs> yeah, well said. <laughs> Is um, one get back to really the primary thing that we're going to do is the podcast mm -hmm. and just the podcast as far as like videos go and YouTube. You know that is going to exist, but is not going to be a focus really. Maybe occasionally there'll be a video or something, but. Mm -hmm. As far as content we're releasing, podcast. With the way things started, right? Yeah. The way we started. And, you know, as of right now, we all kind of have all over the place schedules. So can't really guarantee a specific release schedule, but we're going to try and just focus more on that in getting stuff a little bit more consistent, but in a way that is reasonable to our schedules and our ability. Mm -hmm. That is priority number one. And then number two, the other main thing that we're going to focus on is our Patreon, but a, a much simplified version of our Patreon. So if you've been here for a while, you know, we've done the, <laughs> the Patreon revamp. <laughs> already <laughs> guys if you haven't heard you're allowed to change your mind <laughs> you're allowed to grow and learn and this is this is an evolution this is an evolution and it's just you know you have to do what works and what feels right and if something's not working then don't keep doing it and we i, I mean i'll speak for myself i am a very excitable person uh i I'm also, you know, a pretty creative person. And when I get going, like, it's usually a lot, all like a lot of ideas all at once. And so that kind of energy can lead to taking on a lot more than one can handle. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's been my whole life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, biting off more than I can chew. Uh, I always do it. I do it all the time. And yeah, and I think, you know, Patreon's just another example of like, because the funny thing is when we revamped the Patreon, like we thought we were like making it simpler and we were, I guess, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's still In a way, it was simpler. In and in another way, it was 
so much more complicated. Yeah, right? It was still a lot. In the way that we had to do work, it was so much more complicated. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. It was still a lot. Even after the revamp, it was still a lot of tears, a lot of, we were still giving a lot. Um, <laughs> tears in terms of the Patreon and tears in terms of us. <laughs> getting in over our heads <laughs> crying while we try to force out content um yeah and that's you know that's not good that's not generative energy that's not what we want so yeah we we really are going to simplify our patreon down um we love having patreon we really appreciate all of our patrons we love having y'all there and we want to continue it And to do so, we really just need to simplify and kind of focus on what the Patreon is really about and like essentially be honest about what we're able to do Mm -hmm. in addition to the podcast. First off, just put it out there. If you are on Patreon or you're not on our Patreon yet, there is so much content on our Patreon that from the last few years, Mm -hmm. like so many podcast episodes, videos, all kinds of stuff. So that is going to remain there regardless. So if you become a patron now, like you will have a huge backlog of all the stuff we've made up until this point. So there is already going to be a ton of stuff just waiting for you on Patreon from from these past attempts at 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 Patreon. We have built up a little reservoir. Yes. And all that's going to stay there. But how we're going to do things moving forward is going to change a little bit. We are simplifying our Patreon down to just three tiers. That's how you know we mean business. <laughs> just three. Our first tier is going to be the $3 level. And that's going to stay about the same as it is right now. You can, you'll get access to our close friends on Instagram, which is fun. And then the $3 level will also occasionally get some like extra content. Like last year we did a Patreon Q&A that was a very long Q&A episode Mm -hmm. that everyone got um, just for being patrons. So we will do things like that occasionally, but that will be kind of a like every once in a blue moon kind of situation um so really you know three dollar tier you're getting on close friends you get some occasional extra things q a we'll also do some instagram like amas and stuff so you'll have a bit more access mm-hmm. um and then you're also just helping fund the continued creation of this podcast exactly which is Essentially, that's what we need. You know, that's why one of the main reasons why Art History Babes has just like we've tried to expand and expand and expand is because money, because there are four of us Mm -hmm. and all the work that goes into it. And like, we just need more money. Mm -hmm. And so we kept trying to expand and expand, but in a way that it was just fully overwhelming and ended up being just more work and more work and more work. So, yeah, we're paring down. But so we can continue to fund the content that we started out making. Yeah. Um, If we don't get overwhelmed, there's a way better chance that you guys will get a consistent stream of content. Yeah. (laughs) It's we've we've tried it out and this is what we have learned. Three dollar level, close friends, some occasional Patreon content. But mostly you're supporting us making this podcast Mm -hmm. that we've been making for a long time. And we really appreciate it. The middle level, the $9 level. So this is going to be where we're going to focus the Patreon now. Our primary offering moving forward on Patreon, the one like big thing that we're going to focus on is book club. Mm -hmm. We started doing book club with the last iteration of Patreon, but it was at a much higher payment tier. Um, We want to make it more accessible. We want more people in book club and book club's really fun. You know, it's an opportunity to to read and then actually like we all hang out together. We mm-hmm. talk over Zoom and and yeah, and it's just it's really enjoyable. It's a laid back approach to sometimes 
academic reading material, sometimes more fun stuff. Mm -hmm. We kind of go back and forth. Like we've read some really dense things. We also read Da Vinci Code and it was a blast. Yes. So like. We do um, it all. Yeah. And it's just a really fun, enjoyable way for our community to hang out and spend time together. So at the $9 level, that will now be book club level. And um, that will be essentially like our Patreon focus is book club. And you will also at that level have access to our entire backlog of content. And you will get occasional bonus podcasts. Once again, occasional because we're focusing on book club as the Patreon offer. That's more of a, a communal hangout mm-hmm. type situation which we decided was a bit more valuable than just throwing more content at you this is yeah. actually a way where we get to like hang out and spend time together and occasionally there will be something that we don't feel like talking about on the main channel whether it's like a little bit more freeform or opinionated or what and you will reap those benefits too so just Mm -hmm. hang around and you'll be surprised with fun spontaneous more intimate content i guess yes exactly and then we'll have one more level um the 22 dollar level that essentially if you just want to help support us further Mm -hmm. Um, it's very much appreciated Mm -hmm. and it will just help us continue to make this content. You know, there will be once again, a few little, little extra things for people at that level, but it's Mm. mostly just, you know, if you are willing and able to support us at a, a bit higher of a price point, that level will be there for you. And we, uh, we appreciate it for sure. So, so essentially, all of this to say, we're really trying to kind of hone in on Patreon, just being like a focused community, focused around book club, and then there's there's all these other little sprinkles, you know. Yeah. But that's where we're going to be putting our energy. So our energy is going to be podcast, book club. Yep. That is kind of what we can do right now. And, you know, if things are able to be consistent and grow with what we're doing, then we will, you know, look at expanding in the future. But we are going to stick with this for now (laughs) until things happen organically because that's what's worked for us in the past. So thank you so much for all of you who have been here for this roller coaster. I hope you are enjoying (laughs) our chaos i like it i i I like the chaotic energy we bring i know it's not for everyone but if you thrive in that space too you know maybe this is a little bit cathartic or validating for you or or maybe you just have fun judging us i know that's 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 totally (laughs) like a form of entertainment too i get that we're not a brand we are humans and this is a space of chaos so (laughs) what she said yeah Yeah. that's uh we could try to be something we're not we could pretend we're more oh we have oh (laughs) yeah we've tried we've we've pretended we've had it together in ways that we did not and it's just i don't know it's uh I, that it's it, it's just not it's not my vibe it's not what i'm interested in doing i kind of feel like this is just us being more authentic and and that's the approach we want to take mm-hmm. and if you if you want something that is cleaner and more by the books and yeah just like more put together in that <laughs> way that i'm sure that, that content exists out there you know that's, yeah that's fine um but we're we're here to yeah kind of sh- share in our journey because this has all been just a go with the flow kind of process. It's mm-hmm. all been trial and error, mm-hmm. like trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting to be transparent about that. But yeah, same. Um, if you don't, you can get out. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Get out of my house. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm in California again. We're all in the same state. So 
that's going to make it a little easier for us to just be consistent in making podcasts. Mm -hmm. Then, yeah, and then we'll have the book club and those will be the things we focus on. And yeah, you know, we've also said before how all of us work a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We all have a lot going on and we all like work a lot and we would love to focus more of our energy on this, but it just isn't possible without the finances. So like if if it continues to grow, if our Patreon blows up, you know, then we can like relook at things. But we we will make content in accordance with basically our, our needs being met mm-hmm. and our ability to be creative. Because when you're really pushing forward on something and you're not having your basic life needs met that's when mental illness happens (laughs) and and it makes it very hard to make anything at all and that's just a place we have hit several times and despite previous beliefs it is not a conducive place from which to create and make things happen. So take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, make cool things. Uh, make make what feels right. Make what... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't force yourself to make a lot of things because... An algorithm be- told you to. Yeah. Because an algorithm told you to or because capitalism told you to. Work with the universe, not against it. What other advice do we have? Drink water. <laughs> You're probably dehydrated. I, I bet you are. So, you know. Just list off the idioms. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to be mm-hmm. back in in Cali on the West Coast. And yeah, we're just gonna see, you guys. We're yeah. just gonna see what happens. And I'm I'm excited to buckle up, <laughs> see what happens. We do have the Mexico trip coming. That's mm-hmm. also a big thing that yeah. we're focused on. So yeah, if if that interests you, definitely check it out. We'd love to get that trip uh, sold out. We would love mm-hmm. to fill it up completely. Very excited for it. It's going to be uh, where a lot of our energy goes. And if it goes well, we're already talking about doing other future trips, which could be just like a super great continued element of this yeah. is like travel with the art history babes oh so, we would love to keep this going yeah. so let's make the first one so successful that the next one just happens mm-hmm. that's the goal 100 percent. yeah we love you all thank so you thank you for being here um if you're new if this is your first episode <laughs> Maybe maybe go start at the beginning. (laughs) It was probably an interesting uh, journey. But those of you who have been around for a long time, those of you who are new, all of you who send us lovely emails and lovely messages and say such nice things, we really appreciate it. It really is. It's it is really cool. Even after the journey, the ups and downs we've been on. The number of times that this has felt like it would not go on, mm-hmm. it's really amazing to still be getting messages from people that are so excited about yeah. this podcast. Like, it really is cool. And it's just like, damn, like, yeah, you guys are awesome. When people like discover and reach out to us and like, I don't know, meet meet the podcast like for the first mm-hmm. time, it really does kind of bring that excitement back a little bit. Yeah. Keep, keeps it alive. Keeps it um, keeps it fresh. Keeps it moving. Because yeah. yeah, we want to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Help us live. <laughs> <laughs> we just just trying to live. Um <laughs> just trying to be living beings. All doing our best. Yeah, we're doing our best, and we hope you're doing your best. And I think that's it. I think that's really all we had for the for this little this little yeah. episode. And you know, hit us up, arthistorybabes at gmail.com. Check out the trip linked mm-hmm. in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And check out the Patreon. We will have it all revamped for you so you can if you're already a patron you can kind of adjust if you want to adjust your tier 
Or if you want to get on the Patreon and help us get on a nice, consistent recording schedule and, you know, build this thing back up with a with a new sparkly attitude. <laughs> Got a brand new attitude. God, I think it's time for me to rewatch BoJack again. All right, guys. We love you so, so much. We'll talk to you soon. Amen. <laughs> That's it. That's the ending. The art history For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.